Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Nine and Always podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I am a contributor at NineerNoise.com, and here with me to uh, celebrate, say, another victory man riding that 500 record all the way to the end of the season is another contributor at ninernoise.com chris wilson chris how you doing sir don't laugh that might be enough i know i'm the redskins are like one <laughs> win away from first place and one loss away from the number one pick in the draft or something like that <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i saw um the eagles have a projected record right now six uh six eight and one or something like that and they would still win the NFC East with that record. So and we lost well. six six nine and one. Sorry, so I think it is. Yeah, we lost to them. Good good stuff. But the important thing is our predictions from last week and their obvious effect on Sunday's game for sure. So <laughs> I predicted a win because I'm smart. Yep. And then you predicted a loss because you either don't like the Niners or you're. I don't know, something about reverse jinx or something like that. So who's supposed to take yeah, yeah. all I'm, of the credit here? I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> maybe the football team. I'm going to go with the football team. So we don't have anything to do with this? I don't think so. I was sitting on my on my, on my my father's couch the entire time. I don't know what you were doing, but that's what I was doing. Not contributing to the victory in any way, shape, or form, but that's just me. I was yelling, and I was getting really stressed out. <laughs> But I was also sitting on my couch. For sure. So, yeah, I was there in spirit. For sure. Because Santa Clara will never allow me to be there. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. Can we move that stadium somewhere else? Like put it on a truck or something? You could bring it here. North Carolina is, you know, letting the Panthers have some fans. Well, I think like everywhere in California, other than the specific city that the stadium happens to be in, right? 
Oh, I don't know. I no, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, yeah I think I've, California it's it's open for business. It's like bring in the fans, except in Santa Clara. Bring it on. No Santa Clara. Well, they, they had you know they had a they had a little bit of a rough uh, return to to form like over the summer, I think. So they're they're probably a little bit wary of returning to things. But uh, you know, someday, someday you'll get back there. I've I've still only gotten close enough to like the parking lot in my life so i don't want to hear about it um <laughs> at least you've gotten to go inside hey i, I got museum tickets for you whenever you want them <laughs> yeah the next next time i'm out there the one time i was out there in five you know five or six years happened to be you know in the middle of a worldwide pandemic good timing by me we should have known then that could be our year yeah for <laughs> sure but anyway we did uh we did witness another victory uh the 49ers rode a really actually quite excellent first half performance uh, to a Sunday night football victory over the Los Angeles Rams who came into the game. I think you could argue about as hot as any other team in the NFL, but the Niners, uh, you know, squashed the Rams offense and ended up winning the game 24 to 16. Um, I would make the argument uh, that the seven, second half was as uneventful as the first half was exciting. Uh, but you know, a, a win's a win and the 49ers defense did enough and the offense had built up enough of a lead in the first half to sort of not coast into a victory, but sort of slide into it. If you're taking my blood pressure, you would not say coast. <laughs> it was one of those like increasingly like, oh, oh man, we're not going to like mess this up here, are we? Because it started off so well. We tried. We did our best. Made it made an effort for sure. But Ryan Gosling could not get it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan. Actually, I think Ryan Gosling would probably would have been a little bit better. Maybe. I mean, honestly, that must have been like the worst game. Well, actually, no, he had that horrible game last year. We had that, that first game last year where he threw for like 70 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like Sackfest 2019. Well, he always has that, though. Like a couple. Like, he played well against us in the second game of last season because they scored a lot of points and we had to come back and. Oh, yeah. And, that was like a shootout. Yeah. He always has those like clunkers, a couple of them, and we just happened to find one. I'll, I'll so, take it, man. Keep on clunking. Keep on clunking there, Gerard. Um, my dad and I decided that his, his name needs to be two syllables. Jared Goff. Jared Goff? Jared Goff. There's, that's his name. Anyway. Um, unfortunately, as per usual, I think this is like becoming a recurring segment of the podcast, unfortunately. Um, even in the good news, we have to bring up bad news because, of course... We didn't have injuries, did we? Uh, it's a 49ers game in 2020, so of course we did. Um, so, yeah, a list. Oh, we have a lot of paper. <laughs> I would take literally one injury a week at this point as opposed to like the numbers of them that are that are just continually to pile up. But, anywho. One starter a week, that's all we want, injury to gods. Just take one. Not a starter. I, like, can't like our special teamers get hurt or something? Like, You should get like two or three starters. That's Baby steps, baby steps. Yes, I'm about to tell us about several starters that are in question for uh, Sunday's game. Uh, so uh, Ricky Mostert is back on the injury list, looking like he'll actually head to the injured reserve this time um, as the high ankle sprain strikes again. Um, <laughs> I've never seen so many players on one team fall victim to the high ankle sprain, but here we are. Why do we have such weak ankles on this team? I don't know. Um, I don't understand it at all. Uh, it's very confusing. It was also confusing as how he wanted to go into the back end of the game, like the entire game. He's like he, on the sideline standing he, there. I'm like, he was ready to go. He went in one, for one play in the second half, and then they were like, nope, 
stop, do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, and then he stood there on the sideline with his helmet on, like he was ready to yeah. go for the rest. And then straight to the IR. Like what? <laughs> yep. Fun. Well, he is not as of, as of recording, he is not actually officially on the IR yet. Um, I guess theoretically, theoretically they could, because you know, they have to have, you know, seven, uh, inactive guys per game. So I guess theoretically they could do like what they did with him with the MCL sprain situation where he was out for two weeks and, and so they didn't put him on our, on the IR and with the high ankle sprain, you know, if it's like what happened with Garoppolo where it's only really like two weeks, I feel like he's going on IR and it's going to be at least the three week thing just because he is so predicated on his speed and his ability to cut and that sort of thing. And I just, I just can't see a, a, a situation where they try to rush him back in like two weeks under the circumstances. So I don't want to say I told you so, not you, but Shanahan and Lynch. But if you guys could potentially build a time machine there in Silicon Valley and go back to the draft, this is why you do not release a viable starting running back <laughs> when all of your running backs are small, except for Jeff Wilson, who I guess doesn't play anymore for some reason. Well, he had an injury last week, sure. so. Oh, but he was totally out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was inactive. Oh, okay. Well, then it makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, you know, well, like two or three running backs. That's all we yeah. need. Normally we need like 18. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. But man, I mean, what I wouldn't give for a Matt Breida, right? I mean, for sure. I think, you know, it'd be nice to have him back, but he, he is, he is uh, as I said to you earlier this week, uh, uh, stewing on the Dolphins bench at this moment. Why can't we trade for him? I don't know. <laughs> they gave us a fifth rounder, I believe. So we'll give him a fourth rounder. We'll give him a fourth rounder. We need him bad. <laughs> I, know, I like him. I, I like him as well. I, I'm not sure that the team's going to do that, but it, you never know. The team does not like him. I think we can say yeah. that. Well, then problem solved. <laughs> or problem continues. <laughs> so center Ben Garland is uh, already on the IR officially with the calf strain, uh, meaning the team will be down once again to their third string center for at least the next three weeks. Uh, that would be Ronis Grassau, I believe is the pronunciation. I have, honestly have no idea. Um, who I'm surprised is not concussed after Mike McGlinchey uh, proceeded to headbutt him four times um, at the end of the game on Sunday <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Somebody be like, Mike, uh, he's the only center we have on the team. Would you mind stopping doing that? Yeah. Stop um, injuring our own players. Come on. <laughs> I know you're pumped and that was really, and Debo's awesome and we won the game. Great, but stop, stop. Anyway, um, so uh, Grasso, Grasso, Grass, whatever, that guy, Ronis, let's call him Ronis. Um, we'll start. That's center guy that we yeah, have. Yeah, we'll yeah. start as he did in week one. Um, it's looking like uh, with uh, Weston Richburg still on the uh, Who's that? the pup list. I don't know, some guy. But here's the here's the craziest thing about this. So when Shanahan was talking about Weston Richburg earlier in the week, he didn't mention the knee, the patella injury that he had that originally put him on the pup list. He's apparently had more surgeries on his shoulder on top of the knee surgery that he had, which apparently is the thing that's holding him back from coming from returning this week. Like he can't, like he was able to yeah, like Alex Smith or something because he had a second surgery on top of the original. He injured during the other surgery. That's the question. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so he's not spe- expected back till at least week 12, I think is the time frame they're putting on that. And I think the, the, the week 12 time frame is because of the week, the 11, the week 11 by that's when we'll have the playoffs locked up. I believe. 
Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, um, <laughs> after we run the run the game and on this next run of nearly impossible matchup. But anyway, hey, um, <laughs> what did I tell you last week? I was like, we play all the good teams, so every time we beat them, we get a little bit closer. I guess so. To playoff. I guess so. Horribleness. I guess so. Uh, Trent Taylor uh, also has an ankle issue. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that evil high ankle sprain. It's just a sort of you know regular old run of the mill ankle sprain. But you know those things still aren't fun. Um, he apparently didn't practice on Wednesday, uh, due to the pain. So he's going to be questionable throughout the week and he probably won't practice at all. Um, which will make him kind of a game time decision. Uh, if not, then we'll be, uh, just in school time, uh, at left tackle. Oh, Trent Williams. There you go. Um, uh, maybe it'll be okay. I have no idea. Uh, and then same deal with, uh, safety Jaquaski Tart, who has a groin strain, um, also did not practice on Wednesday, and the severity of his situation is not known either. Um, we just know that he didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, unfortunately, the news is not getting any better after that. This is awful. <laughs> did we, we did win this game on, on Sunday night, right? <laughs> Pretty sure we, we won the first half, at least. I think so. Uh, so to make matters worse, uh, Shanahan came out uh, Wednesday afternoon and said that he's not expecting Rich, Richard Sherman or uh, D Ford to be back until at least the bye week, which is again week eleven. So we have four more games between now and then. Um, Sherman is a surprise in that this calf thing seems to not be improving. Um, and I think I would say that D Ford is also surprised that he's mentioned in that same situation, mostly because we didn't have any any timetable for him whatsoever. And I and I sort of just mentally kind of crossed him off the list of players who was going to make any impact this season. So like me and Richburg, yeah. I don't think I could pick him out of the lineup, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I probably could if, you know, he was wearing his jersey. <laughs> yeah, that is what it would take. I feel that way about a lot of players, so that's not fair. Um, <laughs> so we have uh, Sherman, D. Ford, uh, Richburg, who we mentioned, Ronald Blair, and Julian Taylor, all still, um, those last three, all on the pup list. Uh, the other two on IR. Um, and the it seems like the point of interest is that by week, that week 11, where they might kind of get these get those players back into the practice window and see how they are. Um, and then I think with the pup list guys, at least, they'd have to either put them on the active roster uh, by the end of a certain amount of time once they're activated, or they have to go back, or they have to go on IR. I think it's the, that's my understanding of how that works. Under normal circumstances, I think that's correct, but I have no idea. And, and also, like I can't list you have the players who are like already on the IR. So. Well, we're up to, like I think we're up to 16... Um, if, if most are goes, it'll be 17, I think, um, players that have been on injured reserve at some point throughout this season. That's not good. <laughs> no, not, not what you want, but we're going to be really good in week 12 though. Really good. We are. We're going to be fantastic, which, and we don't play anybody good until then. Yeah. Nobody at all. <laughs> um, last bit of news is a report came out, uh, from Tom Palacero, um, that the Niners had, uh, traded for a, little used edge rusher uh, slash outside linebacker uh, Jordan Willis and a 2021 seventh round pick from the Jets for a 2022 sixth round pick. Um, Willis was a Bengals third round selection in 2017 out of Kansas state. So he's looking like, you know, he's going to be a, a depth guy and, and actually, you know, on the, on the, he'll be one of the few people on, actually he might be the only active player on the roster. Once he arrives, he will not be the, the, the trade obviously cannot 
go through until he uh, goes through the the COVID stuff, and he has to kind of pass through those things before the trade can actually be okayed, um, which is kind of backwards. But there you go. I guess I have to make sure that he could actually play for them this year before they can uh, go through. Yeah, it. I guess you don't really want to want to trade for a guy who's <laughs> not capable of playing. He's going to immediately go on the on the COVID list for sure. Um, but he will be uh, once he gets here the only player on the on the roster who actually, in a physical sense, uh, is anywhere near an edge rusher in the true sense that that the team is looking for. Um, he is an athlete for sure. Uh, I was telling you before we started um, from the 2017 uh, draft at his position. The only player that uh, graded with a better spark score than him uh, was Miles Garrett. Um, but the difference is, is that Garrett has put it together and become a you know top notch NFL defender, and uh, Jordan Willis has not. So <laughs> yet, yet until twenty twenty, when he becomes the answer, maybe Chris Kosarek will get something out of him. He seems to be pretty good at at, at getting something out of uh, nothing in a lot of cases. So, um, so even in, a, in in victory, unfortunately, we must face defeat because that is the twenty twenty forty nine ers season. So. Uh, uh, Chris, any theories as to why this keeps happening to this team? What's what's going on? Hmm. I mean, I, at this point, I think we need to ask ourselves instead of why, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, instead of you know, all of our sadness and weeping over our fallen comrades, I think we should just be happy for what we have. Okay, the few players that we have. I like it. I like it. And what we don't have, like Brian Allen. Oh, true, true. <laughs> so we've obviously. Angered the injury gods. I don't know what you and I could do about it. I mean, broke the news to me that I have nothing to do with the game, so I don't know. <laughs> After all these years, yeah, yeah. Part of this podcast, I went through like every worthless book I own about football, and there's no mention about how you're supposed to appease them. And I don't think there are any volcanoes in the Bay Area, so I really don't know what to do. Not that I'm aware of. Although, yeah, moving away from Santa Clara, that's an option to a volcano filled area i guess we're still record still out on whether or not levi's is built on some sort of ancient burial ground um of some sort so who knows but one thing i was thinking though yeah and this is like a lemon scent lemonade i'm in such a great mood i like it all right so we don't have any right backs normally that'd be a problem well we have a couple yeah but i mean like any good ones jury's still out but yeah they can run in this ovens okay yeah that's yeah, yeah that's i mean fair. established good ones they can run in this ovens like I, I like McKinnon a lot, but not when he's running up the middle. On for the yeah, agreed. I thought they were going to use him the way that they're using all their wide receivers anyway. <laughs> Maybe that was the plan. Yeah, before we didn't have any wide receivers, we we're using our running backs wide receivers. So why don't we just use our wide receivers as running back? We did with Debo this last week anyway. So. You got to think if you if if Mostert and and Coleman had been around for the whole season so far that McKinnon would be getting used that way, but he keeps getting forced into a more traditional running back role. Yeah. Which is maybe not the plan, but you never know. But, so the good thing. So okay. now yeah, Shanahan pretty- might actually stop running on every first down of the game. <laughs> and since you can only hope, no, it's not going to happen. He's totally going to do it. <laughs> he'll put, <laughs> yeah, like he'll he'll put Debo back there and just run the ball with him. And yeah, since running maybe. the ball is so less effective than passing, then by losing all of our running backs, including our starting running back, who's I believe both the fastest and the second fastest guy in the league. And the and the tenth fastest guy and, oh, at one point. Yeah, I don't know that's if that's right. still the case, yeah. but so we will somehow become better. We can only hope. Yes. That's my positive take on this horrible situation. 
I like it. I like it. So let's ride that pot, that air, that air of positivity and move, move into talking about good things. Cause again, this was a victory that, you know, maybe got the team in. We won, yeah, we won a game yeah, against, against a good, good team. team. Yeah. I mean, um, people are still going to say something about how, you know, maybe the Rams aren't all that good and maybe we were wrong about them, but you know, that's just how this works. Uh, this is the, the roller coaster of 49ers, uh, fandom and 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 sort of anti uh anti fandom as it were i guess that's a way of thinking about it but let's let's talk about the game and all the positives that we have to say about the game um so for me uh there were there were a lot of players that we could have highlighted i'm gonna i want to throw out some names really quickly because we're not going to necessarily talk about all of these guys um i and i think there were a lot of good a lot of players who had really good performances uh on sunday and so I just want to throw these names out here. We got Daniel Brunskill, George Kittle, who is, you know, he remains George Kittle. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who uh, came back. Uh, Devo Samuel, Fred Warner. And then a name that we have not mentioned yet on the podcast, but who is having a, a solid, but, you know, not particularly noticeable rookie season. That's Javon Kinlaw. Um, I think he's been, you know, he's not been DeForest Buckner. And I don't know that anybody really expected him to be, but he has been pretty good um throughout the season uh so far so i think he needed some some uh some love here on the podcast i think progression yeah for sure uh i think just one of those overall solid team performances you know we'll get into where that might not be the case but i did want to mention those names what about uh tavarius tavarius uh more and his yeah. uh absolutely stunning uh defensive that play or special teams play I mean, that was one of the most amazing special teams plays I've seen in a long time. That was. It was pretty impressive. Very impressive, for sure. Yeah, I was thinking of, it, it was almost worth like a touchdown in EPA. I mean, it was an unbelievable play. And it, I mean, it, it was one of the plays of the game yeah. that no one will say a word yeah. about. Well, now we have. And I, I barely even said a word about it. But I remember at the time, I'm like, oh, man. Like, wow. Yeah, that was, that is was very impressive. Amazing. And keeping himself yeah. off the line, like, to have the wherewithal, I, I have that. no idea. I'm like, yeah, of course he's on the line. Of course he's on the line. I'm like, not, <laughs> not even close. Or you know, even if he was like off of the line, that he get called on the line. You know, so it was amazing that he actually got the correct call yeah, too. For sure. Hmm. All right. With all that positivity, let's move into one up, one down, and we'll go with Chris. You're up for the Rams game. Positive man. It's a win. I'm supposed to be positive here. Hmm. All right. So. I know who you're going to take. So I only have two viable options. Since I'm a PFF believer, there's really only two guys. The first one, Deion Jordan. Do you remember everything he did this last game? Uh, did he have a, like a pass knockdown or something? Um, extra point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's all he yeah. did. That's it. Well, Great job. he is the best special teams player in the world per PFF because he blocked an extra point which was good for a 94 grade on Sunday. So he jumped from a 61.6 grade to a 92.4, thanks to that blocked extra point. Thus leapfrogging 556 players to his rightful spot at the top of the list, the number one special teams player in the world. I like it. All right, that's one option. I go with that. I don't know if he's definitely deserving of it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But but another name worth mentioning because that you know, awesome job. Just don't let your uh, sure. accolades go to your head. I guess. 
All right. So the other one is former first round draft pick. Shaney slash McGlinchey. Because remember when Shanahan said McGlinchey was even better than he was last year? And then we laughed a lot and then we laughed some more. And they were like, well, I guess he just sort of has to say that. Yeah. Well, now he is. Yeah, for sure. So it's BFF. Yeah. So his elite 79.1 offensive grade is the best of his career. Hey. And all it takes. Shanahan knew. Yeah, but, but all it takes for PFF to do that is just pretend that he doesn't give up hits and pressures like he did. And like even Collinsworth was commenting on during the game because Aaron Donald went around him like he was standing still and hit Garoppolo. So I was like, how? All right, okay. Like Collinsworth, obviously the PFF connection. Like, how can he have a clean game when you're, they showed the play like two or three times? Somehow they. Gave Garoppolo credit for that pressure and hit. I mean, he was in the middle of the pocket and he like didn't even see the guy and he didn't really affect the play. He hit him like right afterwards. <laughs> Are you talking about your ups for the game? Well, I mean, these are my two options. So I, I made a decision. I will no longer get angry with BFF. I will just not take them seriously. <laughs> I feel like that's healthier. So I I just think it's funny because like that's the better choice, yeah. For sure. I mean, if Consulate has anything to do with this. And he's seeing this, he's like, what? Man, and another thing about him, man, he was like reverting to old Collinsworth form. Like, I've always known that he's hated us, but he's done a really good job the last like three or four years in hiding that fact. But man, I mean, it was, he said us a few too many times. <laughs> like, no, you don't play for the other team. <laughs> and you shouldn't be rooting for us to lose that badly. My actual up is, and this is actually real, <laughs> is the 49ers' first half offense until the two-minute warning. So most of their first half offense. It started off, fantastic drive called by Shani. I think you can agree with that. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it was just very well orchestrated. It was very well executed. And obviously it's helped by Debo's bouncing off of players and then running for more yardage. And you know, that's just who, who Debo is. Yeah. He's, he's very good. But, but football. you can actually tell that he had a game plan going into this game, you know? And that hasn't always been the case. So he came out strong. He had a specific idea for what he wanted Garoppolo to do, at least in the first half. In the second half, it was just hand the ball. But in the first half, like he wanted Garoppolo to, because they have Aaron Donald, who you know, gets you know, pressures and... Knockdowns, but apparently no, at least no sacks this week. So that's good. Uh, he wanted to keep him out of the game as much as possible. He knows we have a horrible. Oh, I hope he knows. Maybe he knows. Maybe he doesn't know. Who knows? But, but he at least knows that Aaron Donald's good. I would assume so. So he wanted Grappolo to get the ball out quickly, and Grappolo did. Two point three eight seconds from snap to throw, which is very low. So Grappolo had a big day. Nearly 70% completion percentage, 268 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, 124.3 quarterback rating, which somehow equals a PFF grade of 65. You just can't not. You just can't. <laughs> I, I, I got you. One more. So, so we can agree that golf was horrible last Sunday, correct? Uh, yes. 50% completion percentage. Is that not good? 198 yards, including a 40-yard Duck touchdown, which may have been the ugliest touchdown. Like, I think we should have gotten the points. It was so ugly. <laughs> Two touchdowns, if you go on to count that one. <laughs> one interception, 
72 passer rating. And if he didn't have that dunk touchdown, it would have been like 58. So golf is somehow better than Garoppolo. He got a 66 passing grade for PFF. So I just don't get it, man. <laughs> but at this point, it's just funny. Also, Taysom Hill is better than Garoppolo this year as a quarterback. You're on brand tonight, my friend. You're on brand. I honestly don't pay any attention until I just want to have a good laugh. And then I forget it then. So anyway, I like the fact that we were able to pass the ball on first downs. Maybe able isn't the word. Maybe allowed is the right word. So we're allowed to do that. Shane allowed it to happen. And not so surprisingly, it worked. 9.9 yards per attempt. 88% success rate. That's good. Unfortunately, we ran the ball more than we passed the ball, and we ran for 3.8 yards a carry and a 27% success rate first down. So if we could just start throwing, that would be good, Jenny. And since we don't have any more running backs, that I think this might be the time for you to switch gears and go back to that fantastic mode that you were in when you were offensive coordinator for the Falcons, breaking records, throwing on first sound a lot. I think we need to get back to that because we can do it. We have the players to do it. And even with the intro Garoppolo, you can come up with a 124.3 quarterback rating. So the Yak Squad came to play. Kittle, 73 yards after the catch. And that was a fourth down play that uh, Shanahan went for, which I was Beautiful. like, yay. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. I was, and I was like, oh, look what happens when you make the right calls. But that was um, not the finest blocking, <laughs> that's for sure. But that was one of the plays, other than the one where Jimmy really wanted that first down and, and tried to like bowl defenders over. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I know you really <laughs> want it. I, I think he's trying to get into a field With goal your position. throwing arm. <laughs> but like, he really wanted to get into the little position. Yeah, yeah, he was. He knew that we were not going to be scoring any touchdowns second half. But I mean, he stepped into that throw, and the whoever was lined up over center in, in, the, in the nose position just was untouched and just had a, a straight line to Jimmy, and Jimmy just stepped into it, hit killed in stride, and it was it was beautiful. So that contributed to, to much of the 73 yards after the catch, but Kittle's crushing it, as he usually does. Debo... 97 yards after the catch. <laughs> and why? <laughs> There's a real good reason of course, why. Those numbers are slightly inflated by the fact that those those passes on the first drive that are, you know, flips from the backfield, which count as like negative uh, air yards. Um, and then he gets yards after the catch. <laughs> so our uh, friends at Zebra uh, Technologies gave me this fine stat. So Debo, or actually a couple stats. Debo was in motion on all six of his of his quote unquote receptions, and all six of them were behind the line of scrimmage. He finished the game with negative thirty two air yards. <laughs> that is over twice as many as any receiver in the last five years. Hey, it works, man. So, it works. Hey, it, and and that's the thing is is you don't have to do things the way that PFF wants you to do it you do things to win. And there are differences between those two things. And Shani devised a game plan in the first half until the two-minute warning that 
with a winning game plan and was successful and allowed them to not play in the second half and still win the game. So I said we had a lot of good shanty in the first half and I enjoyed watching the Niners look like a football team <laughs> and crush an opponent. So that's my up. That's my actual up. You forgot your the third yak brother, uh, Brandon Brandon Ayuk, who also had a good number on after the yeah, catch. I believe. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember how many he had, but I remember, I remember the, the seventy three and then the um, the ninety seven were both um, you know fairly extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his first reception was a was a uh, receiver screen that he almost that he ran. So we know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, 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 and, and he, yeah, I mean, actually, that, that's I apologize, Mr. Ayuk, sir, because he also scored a touchdown on that one play. So yep. even though he only, had, I guess, he had twelve yards receiving on two receptions, but scoring touchdowns, good thing um, in the red zone. We have not always been so good at that, so I should give him his props as well. So those are our three touchdown scorers: Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, and. Yeah, I mean, yes. we definitely have a, a style of play and the style of play that Shanahan wants to have, and that's lots of little guys, plus Kittle, who are fast and run hard and are exciting to watch. And it, <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and it, it makes watching football games fun. It does. Which is sort of the point, right? I guess so, yeah. yeah. My favorite part is the... Uh, uh, I don't know if I think it was it was Debo was talking about it after the 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 end of the game and he told he told him that Jimmy told him he said you can't get the ball he said don't go out of bounds and Debo said I never go out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knock other guys out of bounds. I, I just you know knock somebody over like that was the whole goal of that entire play and it and it worked and then it got the job done anyway. Yeah. Um, all good things there for sure. Um, I am going to go on the other side of the ball for my up. Um, because there's another name that we have not really uh, called a lot of attention to so far this season, um, and it is uh, one Mr. Jason Verrett, who has been, um, I think it's pretty safe to say, pretty you know top-notch, incredible this season. Um, and it is very clear to see um, what teams saw in him when he was coming out of the draft you know, a bunch of years ago. Uh, he was a you know, high draft pick. And he just could never, he just couldn't stay healthy. And we even talked, we've even talked about him over the last couple of years here about how um, if he could stay healthy, that the Niners were going to be in good shape from a cornerback perspective. And he has uh, lived up to that um, so far. It's been three weeks, but he has been the sort of lone, he was the lone bright spot at that position, you know, two weeks ago against the, against the, uh, the Dolphins when, they just picked on poor Brian Allen because they're like, well, Verrett's actually good, so we're just going to go ahead and throw the ball over there. Um, and um, he, he's been spectacular. Uh, PFF uh, has him allowing a quarterback rating of 7.8 when uh, thrown to or thrown in his direction. Uh, next gen, NFL Next Gen Stats has the number closer to like 14 something. I don't remember exactly what the number was when he's the nearest defender. But in either respect, those are both good numbers. So uh, 7.8, 14, uh, you know, I'm not going to complain too much about that being the case. Yeah, it, um, and it's nice that they need to uh, preface that with him being the closest defender when he's like peeling off to to cover someone else's man <laughs> in the end zone. I mean, well, yeah, and that, that was the next thing that I was going to say um, is that he, he seems to have this sort of um, 
it, sixth sense about where the quarterback is going with the ball. And I know that's not what it is. I know that he's, you know, he's studying game tape and he knows it's magic. Golf's tendencies it's magic, bro. And he's, Come on. He's, I mean, it might be, uh, he's, you know, watching golf and all that kind of stuff. I think the interception, uh, that you're, that you're noting. And you even said at the time that he bailed Ward out. Um, and yeah, I mean, Jimmy Ward was got hosed, uh, <laughs> by, <laughs> by the receiver. And Brett said, and Verrett said, Oh, well, you know what, actually, I'm just going to take this ball out of the, out of the air if, and, and bail you out there, Jimmy. Um, but you know, Hey, job done it. You know, that sealed the win effectively. Um, I mean, if, just, if it weren't for that, that yeah, could have I mean, been the game right there, which is crazy considering yeah, how I mean, much it, better we were playing than they were for sure. Um, I, I, I think uh, he, he certainly bailed Jimmy Ward out, but I, I think his it was, you know, up there with the Tarverius Moore play in terms of like the quality of, of the of the the play and just sort of like, like the wow factor of it, and also just what it what it it did for the the entire scope of the of the of the entire game as well. Um, so he's Verrett's been been great back there so far, um, and he, he's gonna. When we do get Richard Sherman back, and eventually, uh, there is going to be a, a, a sense of like, what do we do? And you know, Quan Williams too. Uh, there's going to be a sense of what what are we going to do? We're going to go from a, a, a position of liability as as early as you know, like two weeks ago. This was a position where we were like, what do, we don't have enough healthy players at this position to you know buy within the next couple of weeks, even once. Williams comes back. It's going to be a sense of like, what do we do with all Who these wants guys? To play defensive end. Um, <laughs> you know, we have good, good players, and and you know, having Mosley back was also great. Um, I think he had a pretty good game, and, and I I think the difference in having two competent corners versus having one good corner and one guy who you can just pick on relentlessly is like a night and day situation, um, and it really made a difference for the defense against the Rams. I think. If you put, if you put, you know, Brian Allen back there again, I think the situation doesn't get any, get any better. Um, I don't know if Ryan Gosson could have hit him. <laughs> I don't know. That's that might be the case uh, for sure. Um, or if he would, he would he would throw it like um, Dan Marino did in uh, sort of early Tecmo Bowls, where you just like throw the ball off the screen, yeah. so high for absolutely no reason. Nice, forty yards. There you go. And then eventually, it would like. Yeah, good thing that they changed the flight pattern at uh, the airport there. That's all I got to say about that pass. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Uh, yeah. So quarterbacks, uh, especially Jason Verrett, I think we're 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 of great importance uh, this week, and will continue to be moving forward. So, Chris, uh, down for you for Sunday. So my down, and I should be serious the whole time. <laughs> but as seriously as I can be, which isn't that serious. So my up was Shani's first half minus the two minute warning plus offense. My down is Shinny's second half offense. And honestly, I don't, if you want to throw the last two minutes in there, it's just, it's so consistent. I don't even think it should be a down. I think it's just the way that it is. So as I've said a few times in the past, Shinny starts when he's winning at some point in the game, deciding he is no longer playing the other team. He is now playing the clock. And that's something he's done in some big games that we would not mention. And it's 
something he does in a lot of games where he's not so confident that he's that much better than the other team. He's like, okay, we got to get out of here. He started playing the clock a little bit too early this time. <laughs> he played it at a halftime. I mean, he basically did not play offense or didn't really coach a viable offense in the second half. It just stressed me out a little bit because <laughs> I could see where it could potentially be going and where it would have gone if I hadn't started Cooper Cup in my fantasy lineup and he actually decided he wanted to catch balls because... Thank, thanks for taking one for the team on that uh, one. Yep, 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 took the loss. I loved it. <laughs> because he had a couple touchdowns that he could have scored and there were a couple situations in there that where they were in position to score a touchdown and then we'd have to have a player like Brett you know, bail out another player. And that shouldn't have been happening this game because we were just annihilating them until we decided to stop annihilating them. And it's a broken record. It's the all breaks, no gas. I mean, it's just, just obviously the irony is there <laughs> considering that Salah says the exact opposite. But Shane just, he just stops trying to score. And honestly, I think in his head, he actually stops trying to score. Like, that's not his intention. His intention is hopefully moving the ball by just running it and wasting all the clock. And if we do it enough, by his math, it must have been way off that you know they'll end up with the victory. Because, Or maybe he's thinking that someone's going to break one. I don't know why, because we didn't really have the players in there that were going to take one 80 yards to the house. So I wasn't quite so pleased with him in the second half, but I'm used to it, so... It was less anger. It was more just stress than anything else. So on first down, the second half, <laughs> on first down, the 49ers had 12 first downs and they ran on 11 of those plays. This resulted in absolutely no offensive production. Chucker, four punts in a row, and then they had a short field goal. And they maxed out at one total first down on any drive in the second half. So as opposed to me like, losing my mind every game, beginning at the two-minute warning this last week, I started to predict every one of Shanahan's play calls. And unfortunately, I was way too right. So I divided it into run, pass, or the third category was like a Debo, Ayuk, Shenanigan or Shanahanigan, <laughs> you know, like a screen handoff, something, fun- something funky, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of his, like, funky plays that's not a... <laughs> I like Shanahanigan. I think it's an abnormal play, but you know, a, a little something different to take advantage of the skill set that those two players have. That I gave, yeah, because otherwise I don't know where I would put that in those two categories, so I had to give it its third category. So, two-minute warning. 10 plays, I was right 10 out of 10 times. (laughs) Third quarter, I was correct 9 out of 10 times. The only one that I miss is when they threw it on first down. The one time they threw it on first down. Fourth quarter, and actually I'm going to need your your help here. I'm not quite sure how many I got right because I called on on the last play where before they kicked the field goal where Jimmy decided he was like going WWE style and didn't care about injury and just forgot all that and was just went, you know, head first, you know, scrambling like a madman just to get the team into 
schedule arranged to hopefully you know end the game. So I called pass short of the sticks so we can kick a field goal. So I'm not sure if that qualifies because it was a passing play, but then he scrambled. So do you think should I take that out? Like, what do you think? Um, I, should do? I think I think it's not wrong that it's a passing play. So I think but you're I correct. Feel about, yes, I, I feel like I shouldn't take credit for it. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, do you do what you do? Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it right now. I'll say I did. I'll, I'll just I'll just pretend that play didn't happen. As as okay. I will pretend it didn't happen in real life because Jimmy, please don't do that ever again. Yeah, that was that was way too similar to the Chiefs game. At okay. least lead with the other shoulder, my friend. So overall, my accuracy rate was ninety seven percent. Thirty five out of thirty six. If you don't count that one play. Good thing the Rams are clueless, because <laughs> that should not be happening. And what on earth is Billichek going to do with that information? I mean, Shanahan, you did the opposite in the second half than what you did in the first half, and you're not going to get be able to get away with that with most teams. They need to be incompetent because why wouldn't they just stack the box? I mean, the fact that that they allowed any yardage rushing the ball on first down means that their defense is totally incompetent because you knew what was coming, or at least I knew what was coming every time but one time. <laughs> yeah, And that, that one time was like an 18-yard reception, so the same thing probably would have happened if he did stack the box. Like, why, why, why don't you have all of your... Why aren't you just, like, cover zero? I mean, why not? You know what's coming, and they were just too dumb to stop it. And we were just effective enough on some place maybe we shouldn't have been so effective enough to be able to run the clock out but it should have never gotten to that point and he needs to learn if it, i mean th- there are times when you need to play against the clock but that is it's not like when you have that much time left in the game like 30 minutes left in the game like a team can score a lot of points in that amount of time and definitely more than we were up at that point so he did a great job in the first half but i shouldn't have been sweating in the second half, you know, not literally sweating. You should turn the yeah, heat down. Yeah. In your it house. was actually Sounds quite like... temperate, but but in my in my head, I'm sweating, and my blood pressure was probably high. And I'm, and, you know, as as I am in the Niner chat, I'm like, stop running on first down. <laughs> it's like they run. I'm like, stop running on first down. Then they run. So that's my therapy. But overall, he did a good job. He just doesn't know. And like like I said last week, I think, or maybe the week before. I just think he has too much on his plate, and he needs somebody there to tell him, okay, we need to play a little more football, and then we can get into round-the-clock mode. And you can sort of do both at the same time, but we didn't play football in the second half, at least not on offense. And that's going to get you in trouble more than it's not going to get you in trouble. And for someone who's it's gotten in trouble twice... <laughs> in the biggest game that there is. You think he would get it by now, but he just let's get it. So I don't know. I don't have to tell you. But I'm honestly I'm not that down just because it was a great game. You know, and you know, and it was. But, yeah. You know, for just, sure. After seeing you know first half, just watching that second half is pathetic. You know? It was just like ugh. Like, yeah, I no, I agree. Like, can we just fast forward through this and just hope that they don't score a lot of points? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not scoring any, that's for sure. Exactly. So 
Yeah. Anyway, that so, is, so that is for sure. Shani, Shani for sure. you get a, a mo- you get a more up than down. So you, you came with a game plan. All right. You know, I still got to call you out when you do stupid things. But perhaps one day you will improve. <laughs> yeah. No, Again, I mean, that's completely that's on brand. And, and I, I, I mentioned Taysom too. For Chris so. tonight, everybody. And PFF three times. You're, you're I've all, checked all, all, all three, the boxes. All three of your things. Hand the mic to you. Good deal. All right. Um, my down, um, I, 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 I think this is mostly nitpicky, but in light of uh, where the team is likely heading at the running back position for the next, you know, two, three weeks uh, or so, um, it seems like it needs to be mentioned. Uh, we talked about Jarek McKinnon a little bit. Um, I, I think part of what you're talking about um, in the change uh, in the Rams defense in the second half and, and, you know, partially due to the, 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 the offensive play calling but Also the fact that I don't think Jarek McKinnon is a guy that worries the Rams defense in the same way that, 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 that Mostert did in the first half. And I think that had a major impact on what happened in the second half, uh, when, when Raheem went down. Um, but, to also be fair, McKinnon didn't really make much of the opportunities that he did have carried the ball just six times for 18 yards. Uh, he also had a long of five. So if you take out that long, he is down to five carries for 13 yards, which is just not good at all. Take out the long of five. If you take out the long of five, you know, I just, you know, it's like we average 10 <laughs> yards every time we throw the ball, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, and he also, uh, just two catches for 10 yards, but I can do the same thing with this number. He had a long of eight, so he caught one pass for eight and the other for two. Um, so that's yeah, not, not, not so good either. It's just not who he is. This yeah. is not what he, it's, I mean, it's not what he's supposed to be doing. No, I agree. Yeah. And, and we talked about that already. Um, and somebody, uh, somebody was already mentioned. Um, I don't, I think it was David Lombardi, uh, the rights, rights for the athletic was mentioning today. He's played like more offensive snaps than anybody who's not a quarterback or an offensive lineman this, this year by a fairly large amount. Like he played something like 70 something snaps a couple of weeks ago, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but they didn't have any other options. You know, that was when Mostert was out and told and Coleman was out and, and you know, he clearly didn't trust Jeff Wilson or Jermichael hasty at that particular point. So it was just like, all right, well, you know, get out there. Um, but as we mentioned, McKinnon is supposed to be the third down, change of pace, pass catching, move him around the formation kind of guy. And he's been sort of stuck in the, well, we don't have any other guys, so you're going to have to be the bell cow kind of player. And that's just not really him at all. I I do think that Jamichael Hasty, you know, had a good showing late in the game. He came out, he ran the ball nine times for 37 yards, looked pretty good with the ball in his hands. Um, and you love him. I, again, uh, I, I I think there's a case to be made uh, that even though McKinnon has the sort of quote-unquote experience, um, that Hasty should get at least a fair shake at getting uh, the lion's share of the carries um, moving forward. Um, continue to get McKinnon out there. Continue to get the ball in his hands. I just think he's way more useful as an in-space kind of guy than he is like here, hand the ball and run forward. Um, we've talked about this a lot too, that he's more Coleman than Mostert um, in his sort of decisiveness with the ball in his hands immediately. Um, that there's too much like, okay, what am I going to do 
Whereas Mostert seems to have like the, I know where I'm going before I get here. If the hole's not there, well, so be it. But at least I'm going to hit it, right? Um, yep. And that, that's how you have to do it. Right. And, and believe in the hole. <laughs> if you and, believe and, in the hole, it shall appear. And, and that is, you know, that doesn't always work for Mostert. He's certainly <laughs> hit the hole and it's not there. And he's. <laughs> but then oh, forget, well, forget about that for the next time. I just picked up, I just picked up two yards, but whatever. At least I hit the hole. Um, and, you know, I think Mostert needs to 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 work on getting that out of his system but i don't know that that's necessarily what's what's happening um and so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh jeff wilson looks like he's gonna be good to go so he'll be the third option for oh, for next week texas runs um, back <laughs> yeah buddy um everywhere on the field bill check's never gonna see it coming in the field <laughs> uh but i think i think hasty and 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 mckinnon need to to have some sort of splitting of the carries next week. Uh, I think that's just a reasonable thing. I don't think McKinnon has shown enough as a sort of traditional running back to, to show that he needs to have the ball all the time. Um, I think split it up, change it up, that sort of thing. So I'm with you on that. All right. Well, we've, we've alluded to it and I think it's finally time to, to bring it up. So next week, the 49ers start, um, what is probably the most complicated section of their schedule? Um, I think we started last week. I mean, we thought. I mean, we thought we did, but you know, I think by and large, this is this becomes the largest, the 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 most difficult part of the schedule for reasons that have something to do with the opponents, but also something to do with just the 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 travel element. Um, so the next four weeks, they travel to New England, they travel to Seattle, they have a Thursday night home game against the Packers, and then they travel to. Uh, New Orleans because that's what we do. We play regular season games in in New Orleans. That's how this works. It's the only um, where place we're allowed to play them. It's really the only. It's it really the only location. I think it's 2011 that playoff game. The last time we've played the Saints in California. Hmm. <laughs> it feels could be. it feels like it is, but I, I could be wrong. But I feel like that that we've played them and Irish losing their stadium when they're not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be a, a stretch that's going to be complicated for, for various reasons, um, to a long, a long road trip, uh, you know, relatively short road trip, but then a short week against, you know, one of the better teams in the league and then, and then a trip halfway across the, the country. So lots going on, but this week they take on the new England Patriots in, um, Foxborough, uh, Cam Newton and the Patriots, I should say, who are and the, here is a stat that is just outstanding. And, you know, all Patriot haters, well, say what you want. But uh, this will be the first time that the Patriots have been under 500 at the fifth at a at the fifth game or later in the season for the first time since 2002. When they were three and four, seven games into the year, Uh it was also the, uh, that season was also the last time the Pats won fewer than double digits in a season. So who knows? Maybe this, this, this Patriots team is kind of mediocre. They've been real up and real down at various points in the year. It's just been kind of a weird year for them. Uh, again, three and four. Who knows what's going on with them? I, I, I certainly don't. Uh, or sorry, they're, they're two and three. Um, I was going to say that's, yeah, that's not right. They did like the, uh, <laughs> they had a COVID, uh, sort of buy <laughs> yeah sort of buy and that sort of thing so they had a, a strange game last week they lost the broncos like 18 to 12 which is their second sort of bizarre score of the season pick but, that one <laughs> yeah go figure um newton was out for the last two weeks uh was last week was his first game back so maybe there's some uh you know improvement as he 
uh, uh, continues to get uh, better from having contracted uh, the coronavirus. Um, but uh, let's let's talk about this uh, this Patriots team a little bit. Uh, so, Chris, what concerns you most about this uh, this Pats team? Well, I was going to say having to spell Belichick correctly because I was I had a problem with that. But I typed it enough this week that I think I have that down. So, not that. Um, what concerns me most? Cam's uh, scarf collection. It's, I think we can both agree that his scarf game is on point. It is very much so. He's a yeah. Um, also, Belichick's hoodie sitch. Actually, this is probably like the real like showdown of the game. Belichick's hoodies versus Shanahan's hats. <laughs> right, because yeah. I assume that Shanahan will return to the simple black 49ers hat from last week. As opposed to whatever Raiders hat he was wearing. I don't know what he's going to do because technically that that hat coincided coincided with the throwback thing because it was like the old the old school script. So it'll be really interesting to see what he does with that. Well, it has everything to do with the outcome of our games. I, I agree. So yeah. Stop wearing gray hats. Even go back to the ugly old one. <laughs> and and I heard that that uh, the new hat sold out in like twenty four seconds or something like that from every website. Every that there time is. he wears a hat, people <laughs> buy it. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he, he should really. I mean, he should really take advantage of that since he's not paying attention on uh, like second half offense. So <laughs> he should take the time that you would normally spend on second half offense, and he should like get some kind of an endorsement, you know, with a hat company, and he can make a lot of money. Not that he doesn't make. A lot yeah, of money. he's doing okay, I think. <laughs> okay, well, I would assume that he was going to wear that, but now that, now that you said that, I don't know, man. This is obviously a, a great concern. For sure. The, the the conversation, of course, this week has been how we should just shirk the NFL rules and just wear the white throwbacks for the rest of the season and just pay the fines and be done with it. Like we should have done in the Super Bowl. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I really do have a question about what Belichick's going to wear because he's been all over the place this year. And yes, there are websites that track this. Spreadsheets, something like Google Sheets. So, so far he's gone three times blue short sleeve with Pat's logo. One time blue short sleeve without Pat's logo. So odd. One gray hoodie from 2017. So two losses in a row. I think he's probably going to switch it up. Probably. Yeah. What, what do you think? What's your guess? I mean, yeah, he'll probably, he'll definitely switch it up for sure. But to what? You mean like? I, I don't know. I mean, he's lost I, like all of them, right? So I, yeah, I don't know. Totally um, I mean, we're like a nine, I mean, Niners. Sure. It could be uh, colder in New England. You know, late October in New England, mm-hmm. it could be chilly. Stop him from wearing his like cut off. So maybe he'll have a couple of layers of some. I don't know. A red one. So, does he have a red? That is a big concern, red? and we need to pay attention to that. Um, Noted. So for a serious answer, <laughs> it, it would probably be Belichick in general because. He's good. I mean, you don't say. Yeah, per the stat you just provided, it sort of had a dynasty going there for a while, even though they choked a lot in the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, but yeah, Brady is goatish level. Yeah, depending on your opinion. I mean, not anymore, but back then at least. So they're coming off their sort of buy, which isn't good for us. And after two losses, which really isn't good for us. So I'm pretty sure that Belichick's going to bring it. <laughs> and he's going to come with a game plan that's very specific to what he thinks Shanahan's going to do. and Something he thinks that's going to beat Shanahan's offense. So 
Shannon better be on his best behavior and he better not in case we get a lead ever stop playing football and start playing the clock because of all people to do it against, you should know it's not Pilichek. So the players in the field, I mean, obviously they have lots of good players in the field. I'm not so worried about Cam at all. Um, especially since he scored 18 touchdowns. But um, I'm mostly not worried about him because I picked him up in fantasy last week. Thanks a lot, dude. So nice as long as he has well one of those weeks, like, actually, just, maybe I'll keep I just him. Need you to cu- just, I just need you to pick up all of the starting quarterbacks that we play for the rest of the year and, and play them. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I always have Russell Wilson on my team, so I can root against him. I like him. it. And then, yeah. And then, yet yeah, still win. Maybe I'll keep him in my starting lineup. I'll keep Wilson on the bench, and then we'll be victorious. Sounds good. So I'm not too concerned. Outside of one thing that I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about. So go ahead. Um, well, you know, it's the thing that we worry about with all quarterbacks, including mm-hmm. yep. including most recently Jared Goff. How do you let him run like that? How do you let Ryan Gosling run like that? They're like literally, literally, literally every quarterback that we have played so far this year has picked up positive yardage on the ground. He had like a 10 yard run. And I don't understand it. He can't even run 10 yards. I don't understand his legs. Like at at one point in the in the game, they're showing like the pass rush, and they're they're focusing on on Jared Goff's legs. He has the tiniest little chicken legs. How you let him get by you, I do not understand. Um, I I I kind of get the Jordan Willis trade, if only for the fact that we li- we we don't have any fast people on the defensive line. We got a lot of fat guys out there. <laughs> we have a lot of big big guy. I'm like. I mean, Kerry Hyder, God bless him, has been playing so well, and he get and he's you know he's doing a great job and he's creating a lot of pressure. But the fact of the matter is, if he doesn't get to the quarterback, it's over. Like he's not catching him. And um, yeah. Cam Newton is a big man, but he's he runs well ish in his old age. <laughs> I watched I've watched a lot of it living here in the Carolinas over the last several years. Uh, so I've watched a fair amount of Cam Newton run the run the football um, and it's uh, it's concerning. Uh, let's, let's just say that. Um, I don't think he's as, as dangerous a, a runner as he was earlier in his career. Um, I think he is much more inclined uh, to, you know, sit back and, 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 and throw the ball if he can. Um, you know, he's had enough, uh, you know, enough surgeries and all that kind of stuff for the last couple of years that he's just taken a pounding. Um, but there's gotta be some sort of plan to, to, to deal with him. Um, or it could be, I mean, he'll still take his, his chances if he gets them. And so that, that concerns me. Um, and it, it concerns me because again, every quarterback can run on us. Even if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, who no longer has a job as a starting quarterback in this league or, um, <laughs> Jared Goff or Daniel Jones, all of these guys running, running, all running. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, we could probably pick up positive yardage. And I'm not oh, fast. Guaranteed. Yeah. I'd be uh, running run for my life. They That's could, the only reason they, why I'd be going they so They would fast, catch but, me yeah. because they couldn't see me because I'm like Kyler Murray size. So <laughs> I'd get lost behind him. Well, hopefully you can throw more accurately. Height, height wise, at least. He's much like smaller than I am in, in that regard. But anyway, um, so that's concerning. Um, so you your point about a, you could beat him in a fight. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe if I could sit on him. Uh, <laughs> your uh, point about Belichick, of course, is, is a problem because he's, he's scary. He's so he's so good at his job. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned to you before, he has already said nice things about George Kittle, 
which makes me very concerned for Stop George Kittle. Stop being nice. Because um, <laughs> when he says nice things about people, what he means is, I'm putting a giant target on your head and we're going to come after you and not like in a Greg Williams way, but like you are my main concern. He's basically telling the other team, the thing that I'm most concerned about is this player. And in this case, he has mentioned George yeah, Kittle. So I wonder if he's just like psyching us out. Like, it's like, possible. That's, that's also possible. It's a tricky. Like it, and and it, it's all the mind games with this guy is the yeah. other part of it. So, um, the, the good news is is that we have other good players besides Kittle. If this were like three years ago, um, then I would be very concerned uh, because it would be like C.J. Beathard throwing to George Kittle and been like, well, that's it. Yeah, I feel like that wouldn't be my main concern. It would more be because of Garoppolo's injury, just the short passing game and, and Debo. Yeah, you know? right. And that and that, that's what I, I think there are other ways that we can sort of take advantage of the fact that they are pretty well... Um, beaten down on the defensive side of the ball for the most part. They've lost a lot of players. They had several um, who uh, who opted out of the season. I think Dante Hightower um, and a couple of other players who opted out. Yeah, a bunch of them. They're yeah. like, uh, how about next year? Yeah. Um, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is still there, who is you know the reigning defensive player of the year um, in the NFL. So he'll probably you know lock in on 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 uh, probably Debo, I would imagine. Yeah, um, but unless he can be in our backfield before the ball snapped, who cares? <laughs> for sure. So, so I think there are ways to to take advantage of it, that, which doesn't mean that 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 uh, that Belichick is not going to have a plan for it. But whether or not he has the players to execute is is another question altogether. Um, it'll be interesting because but, yeah, but then it'll just cheat. So <laughs> it's like the hopeless, right? <laughs> it'll be really interesting because this these are these are two teams that are coming off last season where they were like one and two in, in defense. Um, and that is not the case this season. You know, the Niners are holding their own for sure, considering the number of injuries that they've had. But uh, the Patriots just might be a little too uh, decimated on that side of the ball to, to get the job done. It could be a, an interesting game for sure uh, in a lot of different ways. But uh, let's, let's take, let's do, let's do the, the business and move into the predictions uh, since we're since we're talking about it, so uh, like I said, uh, I'd like to pat myself on the back for the reverse jinx from last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's much better than predicting like almost the exact yeah, score. That, that's that's pretty good too. Um, my I am I am very tempted to just continue to reverse jinx it for do the rest it. of the season. Do, do it, but do I don't it. I don't want. I mean, you're, if you're gonna take credit for it, to. you might as well just to. do it. I don't want to. Um, I think this is gonna be a close game. Uh, I think this is gonna be. <sighs> one of those annoying games where neither team really gets hold of, of, of the game at any particular point. Um, it could be good for us though. It, it could be, but it also is like, really? Like we don't get, it's either, it feels like the season that, that we're either blowing out getting blown out or like looking like the game's going to be in hand, but then it's not kind of situation. Um, that's the other the other option. So we have, you know, the giants and jets games, we have the Miami game and then we have the other games that we played the Eagles and the Arizona game in this last week, uh, which three, those are the three categories so far. Um, I'm going to go with, with this game. That's, that's pretty close. Um, I think the traveling across the country is something to be concerned about. Um, the good news is this is a late afternoon game. Um, it's the 425 CBS, Tony Romo, uh, story. So this is the, the, the that'll be fun. I, I don't, I don't get, I've, I don't think I've ever seen 
Romo do a Niners game, so this will be interesting to see what he's what he and uh, and Jeff Nance know. have. Yeah, did he do one last year? I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't think that they played any uh any games on CBS in the late slot. So that'll be cool um to to see that. Um so I'm gonna go with uh let's let's keep the win streak alive, let's keep the hopes for the season alive, let's get over five hundred, but I'm gonna go call something close. I'm gonna say Niners twenty eight, pa- uh Patriots twenty four. Chris, to you. It's not bad. Um, so the line is two-ish, two and a half in New England's favor. And an over-under of 44-ish. I think it was 30, 43 earlier and 43 and a half, not 44. So similar to the reason why I went with the Niners last week, it seems like it should be a little bit more than it is. So... I guess they would make it, what, 23-21? My math's correct? Uh, in New England's favor. So um, if they're going to say it's going to be that close, then I say that we're going to win it. And I'll take it a step further and say 24-20 49ers. So we get that extra stop in the red zone and we just kick one field goal. I don't know how we would possibly do that. Oh, that's true. I just predicted a no field goal. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I knew immediately you were wrong. So I <laughs> <laughs> can't yeah. be right. Hold on. Right. Twenty-seven, twenty-four is what I meant. What did I say? Not twenty-eight. That's ridiculous. When did that ever happen? Uh, we're paying our kickers seventeen thousand billion dollars. We're, we're kicking, kicking it every fourth and one. <laughs> kicking the ball. So, yeah. So either twenty-four, twenty, or twenty-three, twenty. Yeah, depending on okay. how many times they want. Yeah. Cold to kick it. Cool. <laughs> but yeah. we're going Niners, Lots baby. All Let's, go. Let's go. Let's like go. How many times they lose? Like <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. We got to make it exciting for ourselves. All right. Well, <laughs> as always, uh, thanks for listening uh, to this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Um, you can check out NinerNoise.com for your latest 49ers news and analysis, and be sure to rate and subscribe the podcast uh, wherever you listen, and of course, share it with all your 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.